Welcome to the Christ the King podcast. This is Pastor Michael McGinley of Christ the King Lutheran Church coming to you this February 2nd as we are set to celebrate the Feast of the Presentation of Our Lord and the Purification of Mary. And thank you for joining us this evening as our Vespa service is all set to go. Now, the sermon for this feast day actually comes from last Advent when we did our series on the songs of Advent. Now, one of those songs was the Nuke Dimittis, which is part of our readings this evening. So we're pulling the sermon from that for your devotional use. We hope that you enjoy the podcast and it brings a blessing to your week. Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Alleluia. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. 
Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, in the city of our God, in the mountain of His holiness, beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth, is Mount Zion, on the sides of the north, the city of the great King. God is known in her palaces for a refuge. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. The Old Testament lesson for this Feast of the Purification of Mary and the Presentation of Our Lord is written in the first chapter of the first book of the prophet Samuel, beginning at the 21st verse. The man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah didn't go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned, then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord and stay there forever. Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems good to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord establish his word. So the woman waited and nursed her son until she weaned him. When she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bulls and one ephah of meal and a container of wine, and brought him to the Lord's house in Shiloh. The child was young. They killed the bull and brought the child to Eli. She said, O my Lord, as my soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has given me my petition, which I asked of him. Therefore, I have also given him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he is given to the Lord. He worshipped the Lord there. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is written in the third chapter of the book of the prophet Malachi, beginning at the first verse. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord, whom you seek, will suddenly come to his temple, and the messenger of the covenant, whom you desire, behold, he comes, says the Lord of armies. But who can endure the day of his coming? And who will stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like launderer's soap. And he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver. And he will purify the sons of Levi, and refine them as gold and silver. And they shall offer to the Lord offerings in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasant to the Lord, as in the days of old, and as in ancient years." O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy people. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the ends of the earth. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God. God will establish it forever. Alleluia. The old man carried the child but the child governed the old man. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. Luke, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. And when the days of Mary's purification, according to the law of Moses, were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it was written in the law of the Lord, every male that openeth the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them, and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. And there was one Anna, a prophetess, a daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Aser, She was of a great age, and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity, and she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. And she, coming in that instant, gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. And when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, They returned into Galilee, to their own city, Nazareth, and the child grew, 
and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Again, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I started meeting with the catechumens last fall. and I always start any class with one question. Always in the first class. It's always the first thing I ask. That's for adult catechumens as well. I ask them this question just about every week. When I meet with them, they don't know when it's coming. But Aubrey, it's coming, isn't it? You know what the question is. <laughs> They're probably getting sick of me asking it, but I'm not anywhere near sick of asking it myself. And the question is this. Now let's see if you can answer it in your heads tonight. In catechumens, the one that I have here, you can't give it away right now. And the question is this, what is Christianity? What is Christianity? Do you have an answer? 
It's a basic question, especially for those who call yourselves Christians. So I'm sure you have an answer, even if it's a bit of a struggle. There's at least a concept in your head. Maybe you said it's a religion. Maybe the true religion. True. That's, that's, that's right. Maybe you're like some who say it's a relationship with God. We know some would answer that it's salvation and hope. It's love and helping others. Or maybe it's acceptance and not judging. Or some of you may say it's simply about God. My catechumens have all given me answers like this, adult or youth. And when they do, I always shake my head. No. Now some answers are just wrong. That happens. And some can be somewhat right, but they all completely miss the essence of Christianity. Because all of those answers, they're abstract. You can't, you can't touch them. You can't see them. Feel them or hold them. You can't unify yourself with an abstraction or become one with it. And here is the answer. Straight from Simeon. Christianity is the flesh and blood of of Jesus. That's the answer. Christianity is the incarnation. This is what Simeon's song is all about. There's three aspects of this song that he sings about. The first aspect is that Christianity is the long-prepared incarnation. This is what Simeon sings. Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Now we saw this a bit in Mary's song and in Zechariah's song. The Lord has prepared this salvation, this incarnation, in the entire Old Testament. Now ask yourself, how often in the Old Testament did Israel or the Jews, how often did they see their salvation, touch their salvation, taste or smell it, like Simeon does here? Think, of, think through the Old Testament and consider Abraham. He saw three messengers. He saw the angel of the Lord as he was about to sacrifice Isaac. And the Bible says he saw the Lord multiple times. But when did Abraham hold his salvation? Jacob saw the Lord in a dream on top of a ladder. He wrestled with the Lord. But when did he lay his hands and grasp his salvation? And same for the nation of Israel. They saw their Passover. They saw the waters part. They saw manna fall from the sky. They saw water come from a rock. They saw the glory of the Lord descend upon Sinai. They saw the cloud of the Lord fill the tabernacle and fill the temple. The Lord commanded them to make sacrifices, sin offerings. So they heard lambs. They touched them. They smelled the offerings. They tasted them. But when did Israel in any of this ever lay their eyes on their salvation? Hold it in the palm of their hands. They didn't. For all the miracles in the Old Testament, for all the salvation the Lord did bring them, no Israelite 
could sing before Simeon that their eyes did see and hold, and their hands did hold, God's salvation. No one could claim that before Simeon. When Abraham saw the angel of the Lord, at best he could say he saw the one who would become his salvation. When Jacob grappled with the Lord, the best he could do was say that he grasped the one who would one day take his flesh. When Israel witnessed the Passover, when it led them out of physical slavery, at best they could say that what they saw in those parted waters was an event that pointed to a greater exodus from a greater spiritual slavery. When the Israelites made their sacrifices, their sin offerings, at best they could say that what they were seeing and touching and tasting and feeling in that animal was only a mere animal that pointed forward to the true sacrificial lamb. What the Israelites saw throughout the entire Old Testament was the Lord preparing the way for His salvation, preparing His way amongst all of Israel, preparing it in Israel before all peoples, all nations, Egypt and Syria, Babylon and Persia, Greek and Romans. And as the Lord prepared His salvation, Israel waited, just as we do in Advent. But it wasn't until Simeon held the Christ child in his hands, saw him with his own eyes, that any Jew could say, my eyes have seen my salvation. He was the first one that could say that. The Lord prepared the way all throughout the Old Testament so that Simeon could be blessed by the Lord as he held the flesh and blood of his salvation in his hands as he held the long-prepared-for incarnation. And at that moment when he held the Christ child, the wait then was over. The preparations were finished. When Simeon held the Christ child, all of Israel could finally sing with Simeon, My eyes have seen your salvation. In peace, as the Lord's word declared it would happen. And next, Simeon sings that Christianity is the incarnation of revelation. All of the Old Testament pointed forward to the salvation that would be. But when the salvation came, how was Israel supposed to see it? How were the Gentiles supposed to see it when they lived in darkness? How was Israel supposed to know its glory? what about you? You who call yourselves Christians, where do you see your salvation? Where do you see the glory of God's people, of His church? Now there are plenty of people out there that will tell you what Christianity is. Many have an answer of what your salvation is to be. Some will tell you that Christianity is just a moral way of life, to try to live like Christ. Or maybe that it's just a tradition or an old religion. It's just people that focus on Christ or a relationship with Him. But again, that's all abstract. None of that delivers a concrete, physical salvation. How many Christians say that Christianity is about 
Jesus Christ. But then they deny that baptism unites you to Christ's flesh or that the Eucharist gives you that very flesh and blood. How often do we talk about God as some floating head in the sky or try to reach Him with our own thoughts, our own philosophies? As we hear Christians try to explain Christianity in this way, a trap that we sometimes fall into when we think of God maybe more as a far-off spirit. As we hear this, how does this way of thinking put us any diff- in any different place than the Old Testament Israelites before Simeon? You see, at least the Old Testament Israelites could see what God was doing and look forward, knowing the Passover, the manna, the promised land, pointed forward to a salvation to come. They can at least grab onto hope. But when we fail to see Christianity as the flesh and blood of Jesus, then the words of Scripture ring hollow. We can't grasp them. When we fail to see the flesh and blood of Jesus in the sacraments, then they become empty works, empty signs fulfilling empty commands of God. God then becomes inaccessible. He goes beyond our reach. You can't do anything with an abstraction. You can't grasp that. Think about it maybe, but that doesn't go anywhere. But Simeon here sings that Christianity is the incarnation of revelation, meaning Simeon held your salvation in his hands, saw your salvation with his eyes. What Simeon held that day is the light which is so bright that it revealed to the Gentiles living in darkness who was their salvation. What Simeon held, what he saw and felt and smelled was the glory of Israel that he and all the nation had waited so long for. And what Simeon saw as he held the flesh and blood of our salvation in his hands What was revealed to Simeon as he looked at this salvation is exactly what he tells Mary. That this child is appointed for a sign that is opposed. And he says to Mary, a sword will pierce through your own soul also. That is, this flesh and blood Christ child came to give life and salvation by being condemned for the sins of the world and in his own death. That as this child would hang on the cross, as this child's side was pierced and blood poured out, that Mary witnessing this would have a sword pierce her own soul as well. As Simeon held the flesh and blood of our salvation, he is telling us what is being revealed to him. What's being revealed is the light of the Gentiles that he can see. The glory of Israel being revealed to him as Christ crucified. That's the image. Simeon sees that Christianity is Christ crucified. That's no different than what we've been saying. When we say Christianity is the flesh and blood of Christ, we're saying Christianity is Christ crucified. It happened. He has the marks. 
Because the revelation of that flesh and blood, the revelation of the incarnation is Christ crucified. That's what it reveals to us. The Father's love right there. Christ crucified is the light of the Gentiles. This is the glory of Israel. The glory of the church. Which is why Simeon also sings Christianity is the incarnation which makes us God's people. Christianity isn't some choice that you made for Jesus. It's not you finding Jesus or you deciding to live your life for Him. It's not you earning your life and salvation by His example or help. That's not Christianity. That's not how you become Christian. It's not how you enter the church or how you become united to Christ. Because you can't make the choice. We're not capable. You can't get out your compass and find Jesus with your own eyes. You can't touch a decision. You can't taste a decision to see that the Lord is good. Christianity is not abstract. It is real. It is concrete. Christianity is baptism, where the blood which flowed from Christ's side is poured out on you in the waters. The blood is there. Christianity is where your flesh is united to Christ in his death, killing the old sinful creature. Where your flesh is cleansed and is united to Christ's flesh in his resurrection. Where the new creation in Christ sets you free from the old creation under sin. Where through the waters you enter the church, going from being a Gentile to part of God's people. This is not just some nice thought or philosophy. It's the reality of the flesh and blood of Christ. It's as real as when Simeon held Christ in his hands. Christianity is the word of God, the word incarnate coming to you, speaking in your ear, entering your heart, forgiving your sin as it continues to make you created anew in the waters of baptism. The word of God where faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Christ who is present with you in his church, not just in spirit, but in the flesh and blood of his body. That's the reality of the flesh and blood of Christ. What you hear is as real as when Simeon saw it with his own eyes. Christianity is the sacrament of the altar, where Christ comes to you in his flesh given for you, and in his blood poured out for you where you partake of that flesh and blood of Christ in the most intimate of communions, with the whole church for the forgiveness of your sins, where here at this rail you can hear him speak, you can see him, you can touch him with your hands, kiss the host with your lips, smell and taste the blood, so that what you hold in your hand is not just a piece of bread, but your salvation. What you touch with your lips is not just some wine, that is your salvation. Christianity is the word and sacraments. It makes us a part of Israel, his people, his church. It keeps us as his people until, like Simeon, we're ready to depart. So that we are not like the Old Testament Israel, always looking ahead and hoping. Never able to see their salvation, but always knowing it's coming. Rather, we're like Simeon. At this altar, we're like Simeon, where we hold the flesh and blood of our salvation 
and where we bless God as we see and taste, smell and feel and hear Him. What is Christianity? Look at Simeon. Christianity is the flesh and blood of Christ. It is the incarnation. It is Christ crucified. That's all saying the same thing. It's our salvation in the flesh. Which is why we sing the Nuke Dimittis with Simeon each time after we have communion. Because after we have held the Lord in our hands, partook of the supper, we are, like Simeon, ready to depart in peace. We're ready to die, to go from this age to the next. We are, with Simeon, ready for Christmas and for our Lord to arrive. We are, with him, ready for our Lord to come back and take us into life everlasting, where we will be with the flesh and blood of our Lord forever. That's not abstract. You'll be able to touch him and hold him just like Simeon did. Amen. Now may the peace of God surpasses all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. And when the days of Mary's purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. of Mary's purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. 
O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, we humbly beseech your majesty that, as your only begotten Son was this day presented in the temple in the substance of our flesh, so you would grant to us also to be presented unto you with purified souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Beloved Lord Jesus Christ, who is the true light, enlightening all men who come into the Lord, we beseech you so to enlighten our hearts by your grace that, with the Saint Simeon, we may recognize you as our Redeemer, and after the darkness of this world, abide with you in eternal glory who lives and reigns with the Father and the Holy Ghost, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen. Almighty everlasting God, we heartily beseech your majesty, that like as your Son was this day offered incarnate in the temple, even so will you cleanse us, that with holy thought and pure minds we may be offered unto you. Amen. Lord Jesus, kindly and bright light of the Gentiles, who, with your beloved mother, did this day journey to the temple. We give you thanks that, for our sakes, you submitted yourself under the law. We pray you, enlighten us that we may offer ourselves unto you a holy, acceptable sacrifice, holding ourselves with earnest reverence toward your holy temple. Grant us to be cleansed of all our sinful lusts and desires. And since we are so impotent unto such works, do you yourself cleanse our sinful natures by your Holy Spirit and your innocent blood. Grant that with eyes bathed in innocency, we may behold you as the light of the world, never to walk in darkness, and to lay hold upon you with true faith, embracing you in our hearts, and be comforted in you alone in every time of trial and temptation, and in all moments of terror of conscience. Kindle in us the light of the knowledge of your divine will and the earnest prayer of faith that shall shine before men in good works, that they may praise God in heaven. By the light of your glory, banish all darkness and weakness from our minds, that we may daily be renewed by your grace and not be found unclean in your sight. Enlighten our eyes that we sleep not the sleep of death. And when our last hour approaches, hold us, O faithful Redeemer, safely in your holy arms, that we may never more fall from you, nor that Satan, with all his temptation, may ever tear us away. Like unto Simeon of old, vouchsafe unto us a quiet, joyful, and peaceful departure, that our death may be turned into a sweet sleep, and we behold you with all the saints in your eternal light. Lord Jesus, I am your servant. I will depart in joy and peace, for death will be my gain. Amen. Our God shall come. Alleluia. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, 
that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day, and we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit, be with you all. Amen.